Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Holtcast. As usual, I'm James Rushton, your host. I'm joined again by Danny Raza. Now, Danny, the season is over. Villa have sealed fourth place. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, we should have done a lot better. But uh, if we'd have been offered fourth place at the start of the season, I think most of us would have accepted it. So I'd say that getting in the playoff positions, getting quite high in the playoff positions, you can't turn around and, uh, well, you can't really be bougie about it and basically say that, you know, it's uh, it's poor and get disappointed by it. Having said that, uh, we've been in a decent run of form uh, as of late. Uh, I think we all knew a few weeks ago, really, that we weren't going to be catching up with Cardiff and Fulham. Uh, I think even about a month or two ago, it looked like they were a little bit too far away, mainly Cardiff, I'd say. Uh, but it, it was getting to the point where uh, you know they, they they would have had to mess up quite a lot, and we would have to have basically won every game to 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 get to that second place position. But uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, we didn't quite make it, uh, which is a shame uh, because it obviously poses a lot of questions going into the playoffs. So before we get into the playoffs, and before we even recap that derby match, mate, I want to hear it again. Villa finished fourth. Uh, if you were offered that at the start of the season, would you have taken that? On the basis of what we saw last season, yes. On the basis of what we saw last season, I would have said yes. Fourth position is fine. But that's coming off the back of a a really, really poor season where we did far worse than any team getting relegated from the Premier League should be doing. Uh, And also, uh, this is, as we've said, a team in transition, a team where we've had to get rid of a lot of players and replace a lot of players. So fourth place at the start of the season, I'd have been happy with it. Uh, But as I say, uh, I think throughout the season, we kind of saw further and further that we had the potential. To yeah, do of so course. Much. I think uh, we saw how close it was, uh, almost though we could grasp it, that automatic promotion. But uh, bygones will be good bygones. And we've only got one match left against Millwall. Um, Villa can't drop lower than fourth or rise higher than fourth. So fourth is where they finish. And that, of course, means they'll play whoever finishes in fifth place. And that looks like it will likely be Middlesbrough unless Derby win and Middlesbrough lose, and Derby have to pick up a few goals on Middlesbrough, of course. And Middlesbrough, of course, managed by Tony Pulis, uh, and of course, our field in, Adama Traore. We'll get onto that when it's uh, signed, sealed, and delivered, mate. We've got a match to recap, and that was a Derby match. Uh, I'm not sure how I felt about that. It, it, there's a lot of positives and a lot of negatives, Digest. How did you feel? Okay, so let me just pose a question. Okay, so uh, oh, f- first of all, you know... Uh... If, if we're just going to do a quick summary, it was a goal that we shouldn't have let in from Cameron Jerome. It was really poor defending from Neil Taylor. Uh, we kept on knocking at him. They they obviously dropped their defenders back for the full game. And we eventually scored through through Lewis Graban uh, quite late on uh, and obviously equalised. But let me just pose a question. Going into the playoffs, if a team beats us in the first leg 1-0, how do we expect the team to respond? Because... This again showed another little bit of a narrative where once we go down, we can't, we, we, we're not very good at winning games. And we should not have found it that difficult to get the goal back against Derby County, regardless of how, how much they were sitting back. You know, let's just, just think about it from, from the perspective of any team that is 1 0 up. You know, they'll be seriously nervous that, they, that they'll, you know, they'll get rid of that lead. But as I say, that question once again, if we are in the semi finals of the playoffs, and one team is already one goal ahead of us or two goals ahead of us, is that team going to be able to respond properly? That's what I worry about. It's a difficult question to ask, isn't it? I think Villa certainly were good value for a win. 
in any other game, I think they would have won it, mate. Um, XG expected goals has us at 4.38, which is massive. That is a massive amount of chances that we haven't put in the back of the net. And uh, mm. eventually we did score a big chance. Lewis Graham topo from about a, half a metre out uh, after John Terry, Terry put it on a plate for him. We really should have done better with the chances we had. And uh, Connor Hurahan, um, that that chance where he kind of shinned it over from metres out. And we had plenty of chances to score. Uh, Al Mohamedy hit the crossbar. It just seemed like it wasn't in the, written in the stars for us, to be honest. It was uh, pretty brutal watching us waste or miss so many really decent chances. And this is a game where there's little to no pressure, James. That's the other thing. This is a game where where really you know, there's nothing really to be won or lost apart from say pride um, and also momentum. So if they're feeling the pressure in this game against Derby County, then you know in the playoffs we're going to have to start putting these balls in the back of the net. Like there's no space for 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 missing opportunities because you can't make up for something over a period of two games. Yeah, I mean if you've scored four point three eight in expected goals, if you've tallied that amount of chances up but the scoreline is 1-1 and you're going out on aggregate, it's not going to matter, is it? I mean, it's a, it's positive that we have managed to make that amount of chances, keep that up, but put them in the back of the net because that's all that's going to matter in the next three games or so in the playoffs, the semi-final and the final. The Millwall games are right off. We'll try and keep some momentum, but what happens there, what will be there, will be there. I mean, the playoffs, we do need a bit of momentum. We need to put those chances away. We, uh, but, uh, it's positive that we're making them at the very least, mate. Yeah, no, at least we're making them. And it shows that the team isn't being pinned back totally by, by the opposition. It means that at least we're uh, at least we're still creating chances and at least we're we're in a position where we can say, okay, all we need to do is finish. Uh, and and I think, you know, that's the most important thing as we go into the playoffs. We need to be able to be the team that is sort of taking it on the front foot. Uh, I think over the first leg, you know, straight away we can get we can get some really, really tough opposition. I'd say Middlesbrough, really, really tough opposition for us to get in a semi-final. You know, any other team you'd look at and you'd think, okay, over the course of two games, you you've got to say, you know, this is this is going to be fine. Um, but you know, this is a this is a team defensively. You know, with Tony Pulis as their manager, uh, where we have to take every single opportunity that we get, uh, and we've got to consider that going into it. So uh, it's good to be creating chances. Just got to make sure we're putting them in the back of the net. And Lewis Graben has come into form at a good time for us. Yeah, as we said on the last episode, I think we went a bit cold on him, especially in those freezing colds of Bolton when he was uh, isolated and the other matches following that. But he's come on, he's, he's really come on a long way. Goals against Leeds, against Ipswich and now against Derby. So he's really, 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 really pulling his own weight. And it's exciting to see, especially when he's just when he's easily able to, co- to cope being put on the wing especially um, when Kodja mm. comes in the middle. I think that's brilliant. I think it's good to see a player able to slot in and be comfortable. Um, are we missing Jonathan Kodja that much? Uh, it, I mean, it's a shame that he hasn't scored yet since coming back. Definitely. Uh, came close. Came close against Derby, but it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, he's he, as I say, he's a guy that likes that likes doing a lot of things by himself. He likes being able to, to dribble past defenders, and I think with that, uh, with with that sort of talent and with with that sort of ability, with that sort of style of play, uh, you do need a, a certain amount of match sharpness for it. So uh, I can understand why he hasn't scored just yet, and I'm totally fine with being patient with Jonathan Codger for now. Uh, I think it's one of those where after he gets a couple of games, sort of running around the pitch quite a bit. He'll, uh, I'm, I'm sure, he'll return to scoring form. I think he needs a preseason in him. To be honest, I think that's uh, that's the way that I'm looking at it. Uh, it won't be this season, but next season, hopefully. Yeah, regardless of what league we're in, I think uh, we he doesn't need a preseason under him. Uh, a few games where he there's no pressure and he can get a bit match fitness. 
Um, Villa's automatic promotion campaign, it's over. Um, as we said earlier, they can only finish fourth. Are you disappointed at all by that? I am, I am. But like, like I said, this the, 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 their, their, their campaign ended when they decided to... And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for being harsh, but uh, when they decided to just not turn up and decided that they were going to be complacent after the Wolves game, um, it's their own fault. Uh, the, the, the players, in, in, in my honest opinion, did not put the effort in for those two games afterwards. QPR and Bolton, uh, we, we, we should have been doing so much better, but there was a serious lack of focus on the pitch from what we saw. Um, clearly, the good thing about this team is they bounce back from that kind of thing. When they do get defeated, when they do uh, have a couple of bad games, they do come back from it. But it was at a really sort of vital time where we needed to get a front foot ahead. Uh, and clearly we weren't able to do that. Um, and it is a serious shame because on the run that we were on, uh, we shouldn't have uh, we shouldn't have dropped the sort of points that we did after that. Because clearly we had the talent to go into automatic playoff positions, and now, sorry, the automatic position promotion positions, and now, despite being a side who I think um, are probably the second most talented in the league behind Wolverhampton Wanderers, just about you can say it's a toss up between us and Fulham, um, we're now having to go into a competition which involves a serious amount of luck, and yeah, as I say, uh, Villa should have been pushing for it. But I think there was a certain amount of complacency and that's why we haven't reached it. So I was disappointed with it, yes, but we've known for a while. It's gonna. It's, any of our paths now are going to be difficult regardless of who we face in the playoffs. Um, but you do look back at games, especially at the start of the season and now. Um, we could have beat Hull twice. We didn't have to lose to Reading at the start. Uh, we could have maybe got a draw against Cardiff and those points, they really do add up. It's, you know, two against Hull. Well, four points you could have earned against Hull. And where does that, you know, that puts Villa in a really good position to actually extend that race into the final day. And that's just two games, mate. If you look at Cooper and Bolton, then you're adding, you are racking up the points there. Seriously, we have dropped points a lot. You can't afford to do that if you want to finish second. No, exactly, exactly. They dropped too many points. Um, as I say, complacency has been a huge issue. Uh, it, it, there was almost this, I mean, I'm not being funny, but the amount of like, the amount of videos that were going up on social media and stuff of the team, like, having a laugh and a joke when we were at the most serious part of our campaign. Um, I thought that was in pretty bad taste as well. Uh, maybe I'm being, <laughs> maybe I'm being too harsh. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm happy with the way the team has performed recently. Don't get me wrong, but we just, we, we should have been having the attitude of winners and we should have tried to make that second place our own. And we just didn't. And you know, the, the reality is looking back at this now, we would have been the team in front uh, by this point if we hadn't dropped those silly points. You know, we're six points behind Cardiff and, 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 well, yeah, we're basically, yeah, we're six points behind Cardiff and we're ahead on goal difference. If we'd have won against Bolton and QPR, we would not be in this position. We would have been going into the final day of the, of the season against Millwall with everything in our hands. And that's just looking at the recent games. No, it is disappointing. I mean, I'm, I've absolutely nothing against players having fun, but you don't see it publicised so often at clubs like Wolves, Cardiff and Fulham, <laughs> you know, it doesn't. I mean, they must be having fun. They must be doing things behind the scenes. But it isn't so much of the the outward pushed culture. Like you get, you know, you get in Aston Villa FC tweet out a lot. I've got nothing against it, nothing against it. But maybe there is something there. How Fulham and Wolves—they're quite quiet. Um, they're celebrating now, of course, but they're quite. They seem quite quiet compared to how much content we push out. And maybe it's got nothing at all to do with it. But you know, it's worth it's worth bringing up, isn't it? 
I just, I just think that there needs to be an attitude of seriousness. So the, th- the thing is, it's, it's not a joke, you know, um, getting into the automatic promotion places. It's not a joke. And uh, regardless of how well we played against Wolverhampton Wanderers, we, we should not have turned up uh, for, the, for the two games after that looking so complacent. And I think uh, it is about a winner's attitude. It's about turning up and, and doing the best possible job every single week. Um, and I, it, always, it always just feel weird sort of criticising the team sitting here from like a podcast position. Because, um, you know, obviously we're not footballers and we, we never have been. But uh, I think when you look at the, when you look at the perception of, of, this, of, of clubs like Fulham and Wolverhampton Wanderers, you look, you know, people look at them and think, wow, this is seriously good contenders. These, players, these, these, these teams have, 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 have players who have definitely got their heads down and they, 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 just look, they just look difficult to beat. I don't think teams have that sort of perception of Aston Villa. And I think perhaps... That outward push of, of promotion that we've, that we've had recently um, perhaps hasn't helped that. I think the players needed to keep a more serious attitude. No, I think it's fair to say, I think both sides, there's, there's certainly two sides to that argument. And both, you know, are right, the season wasn't over. And it it all seemed to be pushed out by the club at a time when we fell apart after the Wolves game. There's a lot of cause for celebration. And then we collapsed and uh, we didn't really recover, um, not for three games until the whole game when we found our feet and only made, you know, a stalemate draw. So it never actually ended well. And it is a shame. It is a shame how it's all come down because you don't look at games like against Cardiff or Wolves where you drop points or Fulham where you lost and drop points. You look at games against Hull and Bolton and those mm-hmm. are the killers. Those are the killers because essentially you could have traded, you could have lost against Wolves twice and beat Hull twice. And that, that's that's easy. And we'd have been in the same position, so none of it really has mattered. We've kind of just ended up fourth, and I'm I'm really happy, mate. But it's still just got in. Yeah, like, but the thing is, the fact that we beat Wolverhampton and Cardiff kind of like shows. I mean, we we beat Wolverhampton Wanderers comfortably, right? We beat them comfortably, and the same with Cardiff as well. Really, the fact that we beat them shows that we we should be in the automatic promotion play, play, uh, positions. Yes, we lost to Fulham. That's fair enough. But when you look back at that Fulham game as well, James, you know, one thing that, that isn't going to be remembered so much is when we lost to Fulham, we had no Adoma and we had no Grealish. They were both injured for that game. And that was at a time where we had a serious run of games where those two had been, had been absolutely turning it on for us. You know, the fact of the matter is we've shown time and time again this season that we are capable of being the best team in the league. However, performances... Uh, against certain teams, just didn't quite show it, and it was uh, frustrating to watch us, you know, play so well and and and, and never never finish for whatever reason. I just you, that's one of those things that you can never figure out either. You can never figure out why a team isn't finishing. So, do you think this? Do you think this current Villa squad then is a is a question of wasted potential? If we miss out, if we miss out on promotion, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. If we miss out on promotion. I, look, Grealish, uh, for example, has been fantastic. I think Conor Hurahan, I've said this before, he's a Premier League standard central midfielder. Um, but, you know, I've got, I've got no doubt about it. J- John Terry and James Chester has no business of being a partnership in the championship. Uh, I mean, we've got Ahmed El Mohamedi as well, another experienced player. The thing is, there is a lot of experienced players at the team, which is, which is you know, which I think um, takes away some of the fact. Um, I mean, I, th- I think maybe takes away from us just a little bit. Uh, I think that's why teams don't like us necessarily. Uh, so pe- fans don't like us necessarily as much as they do with like, Fulham and that kind of thing. Um, you know, but we've, got, we've seen some real sort of like special performances from players this season. Adoma, again, another player who's just, who's not had a chance in the Premier League could be fantastic, but we never know. Yeah, this is it. This is a team which, like, like I said, it turned it on so much against teams like Wolverhampton Wanderers. It went on a massive winning streak as well. 
And say what you like about Wolverhampton Wanderers and their big money side, but they collapsed against us, right? And had things maybe been different, had we started off the season the way that we that we played in the second half of the season, we might have been up there as well. Um, and I'm and I'm more than happy to say that. Um, but we just needed to keep our heads together for a serious period of time to get in that second place position. Look, fourth is good. Uh, we would have taken it at the start of the season, especially in the form that we were in. But we we just we we could have done better. Yeah, I think it's just a, a shame to see how it's collapsed. Uh, speaking of collapsing, mate, um, we'll go back to the derby game. Uh, Villa's left flank really did collapse, and uh, that's how Derby managed to score. Uh, that man, Andy Wyman, a uh, former villain, uh, ran rings around Neil Taylor at left back. That says a lot. Yeah, no, it really does. And uh, he found Cameron Jerome, who slotted home. It was too easy for him, though. It, the balance was completely off. We were sinking on that left flank. And I think whether Neil Taylor was playing with an injury or not, he was taken off to, due to injury, I believe, with, within 20 minutes of the game starting. Um, he didn't have a good time out there, mate. He hasn't had a good time as of late. I don't know what's been wrong with him. I, feel, I think he's had a couple of games where he's looked decent and he's, he's good going forward. But like, there's times where... like. You just wonder what's going wrong with him because this guy is, you know, he's obviously, he was a Premier League standard left back. We, we signed him from Swansea City and he was their staple left back for, uh, for a number of years. Um, I can't, I don't know what's up with him, but he just seems to get beat way too easily. Like he seems to get pushed around really easily. I think Andy Wyman like outdid him strength wise. And I, I don't, I don't know how that happens. I mean, Andy Wyman, we've seen him play for Villa before. Got nothing against him. He's put in some great performances. My favourite ever Andy Wyman performance is when he kept Steven Gerrard in his back pocket somehow playing in central attacking midfield. Um, don't ask me how that happened, but that was an interesting one. Um, but as a creative player, when we played him out on the wings, it just looked like we had nothing going on. Um, and it's, I think it's the same with him at Derby as well. He's not an amazing creative player um, and he shouldn't be beating Neil Taylor. Uh, and I'm not sure what happened, but Neil Taylor went off for Alan Hutton. I don't know know why it was. I'm not sure if it was for an injury. Um, I wasn't at the game. Um, It looked like it was... uh, Afterwards, it looked like it was an injury. But honestly, at the time, I thought he was taken off because he was just getting run over. I'm having a look, actually. Um, I'm trying to see what... There was some injury news that came out about him after, but it did seem like it didn't actually look like he was injured or anything. I mean, it's it's hard to see from the stands. It says, I mean, the Birmingham Mail base uh, are saying that just before the, the substitution, Taylor had needed medical treatment from the physio after going down inside the Derby half. So it looks like it was an injury, but I think it was one of those um, substitutions as well where Bruce would not have been sort of reluctant to make. No, of course. And Alan Hunt come on and uh, really revitalised the game. And if that's, his, that's going to be his last league home game for Villa, if, you know, if things don't pan out for him at, at the club, like they've, they've had questions about renewing his contract. And uh, it would be a shame, but he went out with a bang, mate. Yeah, but we've got two. We've got two things now. Um, so either we keep Alan Hutton for another year, uh, and on on the um, you know we, we offer him a contract where he's getting paid less. Um, maybe maybe we give him a one year contract or something. Um, or we go out and find another left back. So that's the other option. Because I'm sorry, but Neil Taylor just is not cutting it. He's not cutting no. it. No, and it's a shame that Alan Hutton has to walk after the season. No, this has been his best season at Aston Villa. And regardless of how much he's paid, it'd be a shame. To, I know his age and everything, but it'd be a shame to see him walk when and it would put Villa once again in a situation where they need to go out and buy a left back. Right, I'd give him another contract. I, I, I just I don't see why we what we lose. I don't see what we lose 
from giving him another contract. I understand people don't want him because of his age and because he was a liability liability for a number of years. But when he has a season like that, I, I don't know why we wouldn't offer him something else. Offer it at least. Do you know what I mean? Just offer it. It's really good to see how he's come on. And maybe he is playing this well because it is a contract year. But that being said, no one comes close to him at left back for Villa and that's mad. We've, we've not had a left back like it, you know, Villa have had a problem at left back for years and he solved it. And now we're going into that problem again because Neil Taylor is, he blows hot and gold. It's strange. He's like, you don't get many sort of like right footed left backs. Um, and he just somehow seems to be more comfortable playing at left back than at right back. I don't know what it is, but he just doesn't get skimmed there. I guess it's because, you know, with when Wingers tried to cut in, he's uh, he finds it a lot easier to just kind of like stomp them off. Um, Whereas he might have, you know, found it. I mean, he might have got skinned a lot more when he was when he was playing at right back. The other thing about him as well is he makes really good inward runs. Uh, he's very good at sort of supporting the midfield, especially from left back. Uh, I think Alan Hutton has somehow managed to turn himself into David Santon. Uh, so <laughs> fair play to him. No, or yeah, I d- no, I completely agree, mate. I think you're right, and it's very hard to criticise him now after the season he's had, especially when he's been. I, I can't remember was having a better left back than him. In defense, you know, defensive capacity, and maybe it's because he can um, tackle on his stronger foot when he slides in. He can yeah, lead exactly. With his stronger foot from the outside, because if you're on the right, you'd be tackling with your left foot, whereas on the left, he can tackle with his right foot when he's sliding in. But well, if you remember, so, we had that with Luke Young as well, didn't we, for a number of years? Yeah, of course. Back back in the day, now we're talking Martin O'Neill times, aren't we, with Luke Young? But no, it's you can it's completely you're completely right. And I do, I do worry about Villa at left back without Alan Hutton now. Um, especially if we stay down in the Premier League, we can buy someone. It's not, a, it's not a problem. You know, Neil Taylor will be serviceable. It's not like he's the worst. He had a bad game. Yeah, he he's had a few bad games, but let's be—he's serviceable. He played for Swansea for years. A left back. It's not like he's not going to be serviceable there. Mm. But with Alan Hutton, we've seen someone actually make that position not a liability. Which is, and it's going to be re- really upsetting to see that position become one of Villa's weaker positions again. It's always been one of our weaker positions as well. Like I think left backs are just really, really hard to find in general. I think a lot of teams just struggle to find them. Uh, I don't know why it is, but I guess it's because left-footed players tend to be more technical and end up playing in central midfield. I guess that's what that's what happens. Maybe we could get Joe Bennett back. <laughs> Maybe. Well, James Breed did have a good few games. At left back, you know, we can't discount that. And Axel Twanzebe, before he was injured, was having a decent game no, at left back. They're too young to ruin. They're too young <laughs> to ruin. No, 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 seriously. Like, we can't, we can't, you know, have these guys playing at left back when they're that young. You know, we've got to develop them into right backs. You know, that's the yeah, uh, actual position. Yeah, yeah. You can't just waste a player's potential like that. Um, I, I'm still one of these people that, that, that holds belief that Kieran Clark sort of, ended up having a career as a uh, Eric Diaz-style central defensive midfielder. Uh, and I'm still sad that we never we never gave him that opportunity. But that's just me. Yeah, he only played a few games, didn't he, for us at central midfield, especially the McLeish years. I remember that he was deployed quite often as a uh, central defensive midfielder. S- scored two goals against Arsenal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, we've, got, we've got previous. We've got previous. But... Um, yeah, I think we're going to question that left back position going going into the postseason after the playoffs. We'll have to see where we end up, to be honest, mate. And before we have a serious discussion about it, because we don't know what's going to happen, um, we do have a match next week. The season isn't actually over just yet, despite Villa's 
you know, they're isolated in fourth place. It's locked in. We do have a match against Millwall. And um, what are you expecting from this? I think we need to just go in there and basically show everybody what we're about in the playoffs. Uh, and I'm hoping the team do that. Um, unfortunately, um, complacency is our middle name. Uh, I'm going to go with 1-1. You're going to go with 1-1? Yeah, I'm going to go with 1-1. I, I, I think the players are going to turn up. It's an away game, obviously. And I think it's going to be a case of, right, this match doesn't mean that much to us. Right, let's get this one out the way. Let's focus on the playoffs. Uh, and as much as I think this should be all about goals, I think, you know, there's a case to be made as well as of, you know, we're finishing in fourth place. Maybe play a couple of the youngsters. Maybe give a couple of runouts out there. Uh, what harm can be done? Uh, I think Millwall, are they still able to get promoted? Um, They can get in the playoffs with a win. They do have to win. Yeah, yeah. So it could, you know, it could be, it could be a big one for them. Um, I think it's not only that they'd have to win though, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the serious issues here, Derby would have to get thrashed and they would have to thrash us. So yeah, it's very, very unfortunate. I hope that they are, I, I, you know what I would love? I would love if Millwall went out there thinking, you know, Listen, we're we're nine goals behind Derby County. Let's go and smash Aston Villa nine nil. I would love it if they just stayed open and we just kind of like bashed them like we did against Bristol City. That would be that would be my favourite scenario. It's always been said that you you your opinions of a team next season should be f- formed by how well they're performing now. And Millwall, I you know they've got a lot of potential there. They get a few players in you've got championship a bit of championship money now you finish highly um, you could really kick on with that team and that manager they've got something right going on there do you reckon do you reckon they're going to they're going to be seriously challenging promotion next season not necessarily automatic but the playoffs are there to, for the taking no no way they'd be challenging for automatic but uh, no I mean, no no way like they've got a few good players out there I mean we, we, we've talked about them before I think they've got some good defenders in their team I think obviously Sean Hutchinson's done, you know, been fantastic for them this season. You know, he's been a really good player over there. Uh, also, Jake Cooper as well, not to not to be forgotten. Uh, and the other thing is, I think that uh, that young central midfielder as well, the Northern Irish lad, uh, George Savile. Savile, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's been he's been fantastic for them as well. I think ten goals as well. So I suppose he's their sort of Conor Hurahan, isn't he? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, I. I wouldn't be too if I'm a Millwall fan and I miss out on the playoffs. I wouldn't be too worried because you've just been promoted from the League One playoffs. You're the most likely candidate for relegation, and you've really put your name out there. You're a Championship team now, and for good reason. You've put yourself in the Championship. And it's not like a Burton Albion who've almost jumped up too soon. Mm. I think Millwall really do have a solid foundation. They've got massive support now. Their support is swelling. It's angry and it's ready to back that team. Uh, I don't so, like the sound of that. <laughs> I don't think the mill will have now. I like anything like the mill will have old. But uh, no, there is there is something there that, that could be a Premier League team in a few years. They'll have to really kick on. They don't. They can't settle. It's going to have to be constant improvement. But they've made a case for it, mate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. I think I think there is some good players in there. Like I, there is, you know, is is a team with a championship sort of standard base. But um, when your league, I mean, when when your league sort of striker is, is Steve Morrison you're not quite there yet mind you Lee Gregory as well has had a decent season from but uh, yeah like I, there's, I think there's also a few internationals in that team as well I think Conor McLaughlin has played for um, I think he's played for Ireland hasn't he or played for Northern Ireland uh, Jed Wallace as well has been decent for him uh, oh no wait I'm, am I wrong there as, as, 
No, he is. He does play for Northern Ireland, isn't he, Jed, uh, Connor McLaughlin? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I got that one right. Um, yeah, and they, they've also they've also got a couple of good midfielders as well. As I say, you know, George Savile, as we've already mentioned, Jed Wallace as well has been good for him this season. Uh, six goals from him. Uh, so uh, there's some good players in there, but I'm, I'm not quite sure it's it's quite uh quite that standard i think as as much as there's an opportunity for them to kick on next season i think there's as much of the opportunity i mean i think there's as much of a chance of them sort of like falling off and, and not getting anywhere near what they did this season david i think there's a buffer there though i think um when you're looking at the teams who are getting going to get relegated you know you look at west brom and stoke i don't know if those teams bounce back straight away so there is you know holes to be filled there I suppose so. I suppose so. I am kind of sad that we haven't seen much of Tim Cahill though this season. I know he got uh, suspended in this straight away. Um, come onto the pitch through an elbow in his band for three games. So two was that games against, now. Was that against Fulham? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? I would have <laughs> loved to see him at Villa Park. Does that mean he's he's probably done? Um. So you've got him banned from this game, the next game, the playoff semi. If they get into it, or they're not. No, um, he'll he'll be f- uh, good for the second leg of the playoff semi, I believe, if they get in. And so it's still a big ask, you know, it's still a big if they get in. No, no, so. they, they won't get in. Like they would have to smash us about four nil, and Derby would have to lose about four nil as well. I think it's it's genuinely like that, or five nil even. Uh, so it's it's they, they won't make it in there. Which no, means- yeah, you're right. That's a, it's a bit. It's a it's a hell of an ask. Could you imagine? It, could, could you a imagine? Hell of an ask. Yeah, I mean, could, could you imagine actually retiring off the back of elbowing a player whilst playing for for Millwall City? Mill, yeah, Mill, Millwall FC, yeah, Millwall FC, Millwall FC, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got yeah, they'd have to make up nine odd goals on Derby. Derby were playing Barnsley, so I don't, I don't see Barnsley putting a nine past uh, Derby at all, and I don't see Millwall beating us five 0 But you know, mad things do happen in the Championship. We saw that five five uh, Bristol and Hull. Yeah, and uh, so, so mad things can happen. Barnsley have beaten a team five nil before, haven't they? Yeah, so if there's two five nil results, <laughs> you know, it's a big ask. It's a hell of an ask, but yeah, I think Tim Cahill's time at Millwall's done. Um, they probably aren't qualifying for the plus. A lot would have to go their way, a hell of a lot, you know. And Preston are there as well. Preston, are, they'd have to leapfrog Preston, so they've got to depend on a few results going their way. Their result, Preston's result, and Derby's result. So yeah, it's 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 uh, not exactly uh, written in stone that they're going to make it to the playoffs. Um, it, it seems Derby are locked in almost, and uh, Middlesbrough are locked in, and uh, Villa are locked in. The third place position is one in question, mate. Still, um, well, the second place. Sorry, it's uh, Cardiff and Fulham duking it out on the last day, a point separating them. Villa could have been there. Let's take Cardiff, Easily. man. Yeah, we should have been there. We should have been there. Cardiff finishing second, do you think? <laughs> nah, man. I want, I want Fulham finishing second, mate. That's how I want it. Anyway, that's just that's just. I think that's everybody. I don't think anybody wants to see Cardiff go up. Um, if they do, I just hope that they get like you know annihilated in the Premier League. But to be fair, like I think Cardiff will go up because they've got Reading, um, and I can't see Reading sort of like backing down from them. Um, but I think I'm going into. Um, that final game thinking, you know, come on Fulham, basically. Yeah, so they've got Reading, Cardiff have got Reading, Fulham have got Birmingham, both on 43 points, both can still go down. Reading can still go down? Yeah, Reading can still go down. So we got both on 43 points, 
So the the way the championship goes, so you've got Sunderland, forget them, they're relegated. Uh, apologies to them. Uh, Bolton on 40 points. Burton on, on 41. Then above the relegation zone, you've got Barnsley on 41. Birmingham and Reading on 43. So that those two places are still, still there. Right. Ideally for me then, Reading beat Cardiff and um, ideally like Fulham beat Birmingham, but Birmingham don't go down. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I think Fulham, my, uh... Fulham need to win. And Card- I think Cardiff will draw against Reading, but Fulham need to win. We need to get them out of the playoffs because let's be honest, they're the big hitters. They're, they're the, the best team there. I don't think um, they'll have an easy time against Derby. Over two, it's over two legs. You got to remember two instant legs, so it's not your normal football match. So, it's, it's but yeah, you can't see Fulham losing. Can you? Yeah, but I mean, they might Fulham it up against us in the final. Like it's not beyond doubt. I mean, is it is is it played over two legs the final? No, it's just is the one it? at Wembley. That's just one. Is it okay? The final is right, just okay. one, one game, one single game. You never know. Fulham could still, you know, collapse under the pressure. Like the way that it's been, them against us in the final could, yeah, it could, it could be seriously good. But for all we know, we might not even make it into the final. But I do trust us over two legs against most teams. It'd be a big ask. It'd be a big ask to ask Fulham to drop everything and uh, lose in the final. But it's a, it's, a, it's a final for the reason, mate. Unexpected things do happen. I'm expecting Villa to win, though. I really am. Um, I, I can't bet against them. I think they've done really well in all season. I think they've got the quality to shine through. Fulham can have Ryan Sesson on and Mitrovic and Kearney. We've got Grealish. So, <laughs> you know, I'll I take that. I'll take that. Well, this is it. Like, we're, we, they've got they've got Sessegnon and they've got Kearney. The time that we lost to them, we had no Adoma. We had no Grealish. Now, with those two in the side, could we just about edge them out? That's the question. Um, and the other thing that I'd even temp- be tempted to do is say, you know, forget this, right? Let's stick Alan Hutton and Tanzabi in that team, right? I'd go, I'd go Tanzabi at right back and Alan Hutton at left back, you know, just solid it up. Don't give Sessignon an acre of space. Let our attacking midfielders do the work. You know, and I think there's genuinely a chance that we'd beat them. You know, this is Fulham we're talking about. We just, we just, remember we smashed Wolverhampton Wanderers 4-1. Yeah. Like we're oh, not, you're right. We're we're not we're not walkovers. The only time Villa ever get walked over is when the players actually walk out there and let teams walk over them. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Like that's that's what happened against Bolton. Uh, but I, I, we won't do that in the playoffs. It's it's going to come down to a lot, mate. Um, but yeah, we have to get our middle result out of the way. Um, you predicted a one-one, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I'm still saying four. I'm still saying one-one. I'm going to go for a two-one to Villa. Okay, yeah, fair yeah. result. No, I think it, I think uh, Villa got a lot of quality. You've got Josh Onama, who seems to be in a good a good spell of form. A few changes wouldn't hurt, and I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing out the season on the high and getting ready for the playoffs. I'm finally seeing Onama get praised on Twitter now, which is which <laughs> about past happening. time. Yeah, he's, he's deserved it. Yeah, no, of course he has. Of course he has. It's about time, um, and. Uh, it's it's nice to see that people are finally realizing that yeah this guy is he's decent he's decent um, because uh, yeah I've I've heard too much too much negativity on the guy uh, and I, like I said before man I'd take him next season absolutely 
Well, let's see where we are at the end of the season, mate. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, just saying, you know, enjoy the final final day of the championship. Focus on uh, the relegation battle, I suppose, is probably the most fun thing to be looking out for. And also, uh, you know, I, 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 th- I suppose watching who wins between Cardiff and Fulham. Uh, as Villa fans, right, I would urge everybody to just back Fulham on the final day. Uh, not because we don't want to play them, but because uh, the sort of classless... Uh, attitude that we've seen from Cardiff City over the last few weeks is not go hand in hand with the spirit that we like to see in the game of football and therefore let's just you know let's just hope that, uh, that the cottages cottages make it through on there of course you are welcome to have a different opinion to me uh, and also uh, if you're the type of Villa fan that uh, that likes reveling in Birmingham City's demise uh, they also could be getting relegated on the final day uh, so yeah, watch out for that as well. Uh, we've got plenty of things going on in the final game of the champ and the final day of the championship. Just enjoy everything that's going on. Uh, don't worry too much if we don't do well against Millwall. No, yeah, I think uh, just enjoy enjoy the relegation, but enjoy the football, enjoy the drama because uh, we're not involved in a drama for at least a few weeks yet, and we have a playoff date. It's going to be against Middlesbrough, home and away, in uh, May. So look forward to that. Look forward to the excitement and uh, keep it hot, Gus. You can find us, you can find him, sorry, at DHRiser on Twitter, me at Jamo Rushton, us at 7500 Hull, and we'll catch you next Sunday, uh, reveling in what should be an exciting match against Millwall, and then we'll be previewing the playoffs. So have fun, and we'll see you next Sunday. Goodbye. <laughs>